Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 121 of The Informed Catholic for this uh, year's, uh, I guess you can call it season two, because this is my second season. Um, for this episode, we're going to focus on the sacrament of baptism. The Congregation on the, the Doctrine of Faith has uh, spoken up about community baptism. I had no idea there was such a thing. And let's begin. So let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> um, let's, let's begin. Let's begin with this. I'm going to read a passage from St. Luke's Gospel. It's from chapter 28, starting from verse 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the close of the age." The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, the sacrament of baptism. There is a proper way to baptize. There's form and matter. Form is the way the words are spoken. And the words we use are the words that came down to us from Jesus Christ himself. Go therefore to all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You know, there you go. That's the way it's supposed to be done. Now, uh, properly, properly, there's an, there, that's the words coming from our Lord. Now, if I wanted to baptize someone or you wanted to baptize someone, you would have to say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is the proper way. I, you and me, the individual who's participating in this sacred moment, the baptism, the door that opens to the Christian life, you have to say, I. You can't say we, the community. No, there is no we, the community. This is, the, the, that is not proper. And according to the church, according to this decision, if you say we, the community, then the individual who's getting baptized was not properly baptized. Interesting, isn't it? 
Also, you can't change the name. For example, years ago, I remember Scott Hahn, uh, in one of his talks, heard a nun in this Midwestern community in the, cre- in the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sanctifier. The Creator, she's referring to God the Father. The Redeemer, she's re- obviously referring to the, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Sanctifier, she's referring to the Holy Spirit. For some reason, why she chose to use change the name, give them titles uh, of their, uh, let's say, I guess you could say attributes, if that was a proper term, because Creator, Redeemer, and sanctify would be the attributes, the actions, the the what they what each assign to the to the Godhead. It's really weird, but that is not if you baptize someone like that, it's an invalid baptism. The same way as changing I to we, you can't say that. It's it's amazing. The same way you can't baptize an orange juice, invalid. You can't ju- baptize an olive oil, invalid. You can't baptize, let's say, in ginger ale or beer or wine. It's invalid. It has to be water. It has to be water. Very interesting. That part is called matter. It has to be water. It has to be water. And you can't use, and I won't go into it, uh, let's say any, anything gross, like urine. I won't go further or spit, you know, your saliva. You can't baptize in that. All right. That's, let's stop there. But the point is it has, that's called, okay. The first part is form, the formula. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Matter. It has to be in water. Now, let's talk about the individual, uh, the person who's doing the baptism. Interesting to note, the Catholic Church says anybody can perform baptism. This is the part for the progressives. Uh, if it's an emergency, a mother can baptize her baby. She can take the baby into a bathtub, running water, or get a bottle of water. And say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If it's a life and death situation. Um, and guess what? Uh, you don't even have to be Catholic. You can be an atheist. Talk about progressive. All right? Talk about, uh, you know, what do you call a very liberal view there. But the reason why is, is that it's not required for the individual to believe. Let's let's make a, a scenario, a story. Let's imagine in a concentration camp, you got two characters, right? You got one individual who realizes he's about to die. And they're in a cell and they have like a sink with some water. And his roommate or his cellmate is, let's imagine it could, he could be an atheist or he turns out to be a practicing Satanist, right? Let's imagine that. It's crazy, but let's imagine the story. The individual who's uh, one of the two individuals is lamenting that he didn't get baptized, that he wished he would have been baptized. Maybe some conversation, maybe he had an opportunity and he blew it. The atheist is sort of laughing and said, well, listen, you know, I, I don't like those people out there. 
any more than I like, you know, I like you. Maybe I, I hate them even more than you, you know, those Nazis. Um, heck, if I could, I would baptize you myself out of spite for them. And the, the individual says, would you really? Yes, but unfortunately I'm an atheist or a Satanist. And well, actually it doesn't really matter. And the atheist or Satanist is shocked when it explained that you yourself don't have to believe. All you have to do is say the words. As you pour the water on my head, you have to, you know, he explains it. Sounds silly, but it, think about, think about the irony of the whole thing. The power is in the baptism. The individual who's saying, who's performing the baptism, their faith is not required because it's Christ who's doing this miracle. It's Christ who's performing it. You know, the old saying, out of evil, something good. That's the power of the baptism, that power of Christ himself. That's the most amazing thing about this. Now, the only thing is required is the form and the matter. Once the baptism is done, it's, it's a legitimate baptism according to the, to the Holy Catholic Church. Right? You don't, the person doesn't have to be a saint. Think about it. Judas Iscariot probably performed baptism and he wasn't, he was, he's still not considered a saint. It's because it's the power comes through the Trinity. The church is established by Jesus Christ, the Son Himself. The power comes through the Trinity, comes through the, comes through the Godhead. It's amazing. It's amazing when you think about it. You know, it's a miracle right there before our, our own eyes. We just don't see it because we've lost that that sense of awe that, you know, people centuries ago had respect for the church and its sacraments. All right, let's go into the uh, the article. If I got anything wrong, I'm willing to be corrected. I'm serious. I'm willing to be corrected. But, you know, hey, this is what the whole point of this podcast is. Um, someone, like, someone like myself, I'm willing to be called out and corrected. But I think what I said there was was pretty much uh, what I know, what I know has been told to me. Uh, but anyway, let's begin with this article. It's, this is the first one is from CNA. Vatican, uh, the Vatican, baptism administered in the name of community are invalid. The article is by Hannah. Brockhouse. Let's begin. Vatican City, August 6, 2020, 4.03 a.m. The Vatican's doctrinal office issued Thursday a clarification on the sacrament of baptism stating changes to the formula to emphasize community participations are not permitted. The Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith responded to a question about whether it would be valid to administer the sacrament of baptism, saying, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The formula for baptism, according to the Catholic Church, is I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The CDF ruled August 6, only baptism administered with the formula uh any baptism, sorry, any baptism administered with the formula, we baptize, 
are invalid, and anyone for whom the sacrament was celebrated with this form must be baptized in the form absoluta, meaning the person should be considered as not yet having received the sacrament. You see? There you go. The Vatican said it was responding to a question on baptismal validity after recent celebrations of the sacrament baptism used the words in the name of the Father and and the, the Father and of the Mother and of the and of the Godfather and of the Godmother and of the Godparents or the family members of friends in the name of the community. We baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Why do people do this? Amazing. Why do they do this? Why do they always go into this hippie realm of they think that they're evolving the gospel? Amazing. The response was approved by Pope Francis and signed by CDF Prefect Cardinal Louise Ladaria, Secretary Archbishop Gakimo Morandi. A doctrinal note from CDF's Augustus said, with de a debatable pastoral motives here, resurfaces the ancient temptation to substitute for the, uh, the, for the formula handed down by tradition, other texts judged more suitable. Quoting the Second Vatican Council document, Sacra, uh, Sacrathontum Concilium, the note clarified that no one, even if he be a priest, may add, remove, or change anything in the liturgy on his own authority. All right? The reason for this, the CDF explained, is that when a minister administers the sacrament of baptism, it is really Christ himself who baptizes. The sacraments were instituted by Jesus Christ and are entrusted to the church to be preserved by her. The congregation said, we, when celebrating a sacrament, it continued, the church, in fact, functions as the body that acts inseparably from its, from its head, since it is Christ the head who acts in the ecclesial body generated by him in the Paschal mystery, the Passover mystery. It is therefore understandable that in the course of the centuries, the church has safeguarded the form of the celebration of the sacraments above all in those elements to which scripture attests that make it possible to recognize with absolute cl uh, clarity the gesture of Christ in the ritual action of the church, the Vatican clarified. According to the CDF, the deliberate modification of the sacrament formula to use we instead of I appears to have been done to express the, particip the participation of the family and those present, and to avoid the idea of the concentration of a sacred power to the priest, to deter, uh, detriment of the presence, the parents, and the community. All right, let me read it one more time. According to the CDF, the de deliberate modification of the sacramental formula to use we instead of I appears to have been done to express the participation of the family and those present, and to avoid the idea of the concentration of a sacred power which is in the hands of the priest and to the detriment of the parents and the community it's okay this is this is the whole community thing the priest the priest is the minister of Christ they're taking away the ministry of Christ each one of them had been baptized in that formula and each one of them 
you know, sooner or later are going to be responsible for their own actions and 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 in their own relationship with the Lord. I mean, this whole you know socialist liberal um, thing has to end. It really does. They have to understand. They have no. They they're 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 enforcing their power over Christ. In in a footnote, the CDF note explained that in reality, the church's right of baptism of children already includes active roles of the parents, godparents, and the entire community in celebration, according to provisions laid out in Sacrosanctum Concilium. Each person, minister, or layman who has an office of to perform should do all, but only those parts which pertain to his office. By the nature of the right and the principle of the liturgy. The minister of the sacrament of baptism, whether a priest or layperson, is the sign presence of him, capital H, who gathers and is the same time the locus of the community, of every liturgical assembly, with the whole church. The exvoluntary note said, in other words, the minister is the visible sign that the sacrament is not subject to any arbitrary action of individuals or the community, and that is that it pertains to, to the universal church. All right. So this was the CNA article. Now, we just, it just pointed out several things there. Form, the formula, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Maybe in the past I might have naively said in the name of the father in the name of the son no you can't if i did if i did say that in any other podcast then scratch that off i was wrong i i mean i maybe we all have done that accidentally maybe because we heard someone say that or maybe you know let's say a, a tv movie because a lot of times movies get the church's theology completely wrong you know that um the other day i was listening to something about the story of the the Bram Stoker's Dracula, where you see uh, Dr. Van Helsing using the Eucharist uh, as a way to um, consecrate Dracula's uh, coffins, which had dirt from Transylvania. And Van Helsing in the novel actually is supposed to be a Catholic, I believe. And then he breaks up, he takes the Eucharist and he sprinkles it in the coffin of Dracula. You're not supposed to do that. That's not part of the exorcism. So you see, a lot of times we could be influenced from outside. And uh, Bram Stoker, who was, I think, Irish, but I think Irish Protestant, didn't realize what he was doing wrong, didn't realize that his his understanding of Catholicism. So a lot of times it could that, that he's being told the stuff, what he thinks he knows. And, you know, I mean, in my opinion, if I were to do the whole Dracula story, I would make Van Helsing into a priest, an exorcist, a priest. And 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 that that way, you you know, you can get a better grip of the story and then you do it from a complete Catholic angle. Who knows? Maybe someone might do that one day. But a lot of times Hollywood likes to exaggerate things. And a lot of times uh, Protestants, a lot of Protestant communities, liberal ones, would go into that realm of uh, – community a lot of protestant you know uh, churches uh would do that they would they like it the same way there's a lot of catholics that like it it's not so much for the love of god it's more for the love of self they think they're creating a perfect world they think they're creating a better community but it's about jesus christ he is the center 
of each parish and each each parish community. That's the way it's supposed to be. Let's go to the next article, and then we'll discuss uh, the whole understanding of baptism again. All right, so the next article is from Crux. Um, Vatican says, baptism done with plural pronouns are invalid. Uh, Elisa and Allen, and again, this is from August 6, 2020. It came out the same day as the CNA one. Rome, on Thursday, the Vatican issued a response to the question about the validity of baptism using a modified formula insisting that any baptism celebrated with a formula other than the one approved and in the church's liturgical books are invalid. Specifically, the question was whether baptism conferred with the formula, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, rather than the traditional I baptize you, are valid, and whether persons baptized with the modified formula must be baptized in form, absoluta, meaning that the person should be considered unbaptized as opposed to doubtfully baptized. Isn't it interesting? This is the same thing that uh, the other article said. You notice it? So we can make a conclusion that what's being said is, is, is absolutely true. Also, I don't know if I said this before, but a priest cannot baptize a bunch of people together. He can't put like 12 people and take the hose and say, I baptize you and the father, the son will take a bucket of water and baptize all of them all at once. We baptize you or I baptize. You can't. You got to baptize each person individually. There's no community, uh, let's say, uh, what do you call it? Brady Bunch style baptism. You can't do that. You got to baptize each person individually, and that's and and it has to be done with the proper form and formula. You can't do a plural baptism like a group baptism. Impossible. You can't, and that's uh that's one of the things that you know I think crazy communities try to do. All right, um, okay. Specifically, the question was whether baptism conferred with the formula "We baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit," rather than traditional "I baptize you," are valid, and whether persons baptized with the modified form must be baptized in form absoluta, meaning that the person should be considered unbaptized or opposed to doubtfully baptized. In its response, the Vatican Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith ruled that baptisms using the modified formula were invalid and thus that the people who received the sacrament with the formula must be baptized using the regular one. In a doctrinal note accompanying the response, the congregation noted that it has received a number of cases in which baptisms have been administered using the words in the name of the Father and the Son, or no, I'm sorry, in the name of the Father and of the Mother and of God the Father and God the Mother, of the Godparents or of the family members of the friends in the name of the community, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sign on June 24th, Summary of uh, Solemnity of St. John the Baptist, by Cardinal Luis Ladadria, Ladria, head of the Vatican's doctrinal office, and by the department secretary, Archbishop Guacimo Morendi, the note said 
the apparent reason for the modification of the regular formula was to express the participation of the family and those and those present and to avoid the idea of concentration of the sacred power in the priest to the detriment of the parents and the community. You see, that's this, 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 I think, I, I even, I'm now doubting if these people really believed. It's really funny. It's really strange. The congregation did not specify whether these modifications were taking place, but ins- insisted that the debatable pastoral motives behind the changes point to an ancient temptation to substitute for the formula handed down by the tradition other other texts judged more suitable. St. Thomas Aquinas, it is said, already ruled out the possibility of several people baptizing an individual at the same time. Quoting the Second Vatican Council Constitution on Liturgy, the Sacrosomptum Concilium, the note said, when a man baptizes, it is really Christ himself who has, who baptizes. All right, so let's step back a little bit here. All right. Now, they want to take away power from the priest, which is concentrated power. This is like a socialist kind of thing. All right, and they want to give it to the to the people. It's that it's that old it's the socialist mentality. You know, power to the people. And we're not a we're not a we are not a a you know, Christ is our king. We're not a de- we're not a democracy in the church, and the power of baptism, the power of the sacraments, is administered by Christ Himself, and no one who to what what made them think they can do this, you know, it's you know the 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 teachings come down from Jesus Christ Himself. He is the head of the church, and I think they sometimes a lot of people fall into this whole hippie socialist thing because they're 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 not they're not really thinking theologically and that's the problem all right so thomas aquinas it is said had already ruled out the possibility of several people baptizing an individual at the same time quoting the second vatican council constitution on liturgy sacramentum concilium the note said that when a man baptizes it is really christ himself who baptizes when celebrating a sacrament the church, in fact, functions as the body that acts inseparably from its head. Since it is Christ, the head, who acts in ecclesial body, generated by him in the Paschal Mystery, it is said, insisting that in both Vatican II and the Council of Trent, it was determined that they do not have the authority to subject the seven sacraments to the action of the church. The sacraments, in fact, in as much as they were instituted by Jesus Christ, are entrusted to the church to be preserved by her, the note said. Quoting another passage from Sacra- Sacramentum Concilium, the congregation stressed that no one, even if he be a priest, may add, remove, or change anything in the liturgy on his own authority. All right, get. I wish the Jesuits would get this, because the Jesuits really play around. To modify the sacramental formula on one's own initiative does not constitute simply as liturgical abuse, like the transgression of a positive norm, but a villainous wound inflicted upon the ecclesial community and the identifiably of Christ's action, he said. No group can make itself church. I've heard that term. 
where they, they don't use the word the church. It's a very socialist thing. Church. We are church. No. Christ is the church. But becomes church in virtue or call that cannot arise from within the assembly itself. It is said insisting that the minister is therefore a visible sign of the presence of Christ. The priest is a visible sign of the presence of Christ and a sign that the sacrament is not subject to an arbitrary action of, of individuals or of the community, that it, that it pertains to the universal church. Christ is the head of the church. Christ is the church. We are not the church. We cannot be the church without Christ. And at the same time, the priest is the visible sign of the presence of Christ. This is something a lot of these people have to try to get. They're not thinking theologically. They're thinking politically. They're thinking in a socialistic hippie thing. And it's really, you know, it's really very frustrating when you, when you meet people like this because it's almost like a madness came over them. All right, even if the minister has the intention to do what the church wishes, the, this intention cannot remain only at the interior level with the risk of subjective distractions, but must be expressed in the minister's actions. In the case of baptism, the congregation stress that not only does the minister lack the authority to modify the sacramental formula to his own liking, but he is also unable to declare that he is acting on behalf of others involved, such as the parents, godparents, friends, or, re or relatives. When the minister recites the words, I baptize you, the note said, he does not speak as a functionary who carries out a role entrusted to him, but through his ministry, through the ministry, his ministry, the, uh, the presence of Christ who acts in his body to give his grace. To modify the sacramental formula, the congregation said, implies a lack of understanding of the very nature of the ecclesial ministry. That, that is always of the service of God and his people, not an exercise of power that goes so far as to manipulate what has been entrusted to the church in, in an act that pertains to the traditions. This is, this is not the first time the Vatican Doctrinal Office has made a ruling about sticking to the traditional baptism formula. In 2012, the Congregation ruled that a baptism administered in the name of the Creator uh -huh, and of the Redeemer and of the Sanctifier was invalid. The formula had apparently been developed in order to avoid referring to the Trinity with masculine names. Amazing. Amazing when you get to all this stuff. You see what I'm saying? It's all it's all amazing. Heresy keeps coming back. Now, why? Why are they doing this when there's so much liberalism, so much Marxism going on, even within the Vatican? I think it's because they're starting to feel it. They're starting to feel that they're losing control. They're starting to sense. They're noticing what's happening out there with all the the riots the 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 protests the violent rioting the destruction of things especially here in the united states they're noticing a lot of heresy and even in germany there's a lot the german the german bishops are going into heresy there's a lot of heresy going around under francis and i think they're starting to realize we need to gain control 
And I think it's because they're realizing things are going too far. All right, so one more here. This is on baptizing babies for Pope Francis uh, defense practice of infant baptism. And this is by Ellen Harris, all right, January 12th, 2020 and earlier. So I figured let's look at this and maybe we can, uh, you know, kind of like see what this is written earlier. So this is the other one we read was recent in, in August. So let's check this out. Okay, so let's check out consistency. This is going to be earlier. Baptizing, baptizing babies, Pope Francis defends practice of infant baptism. So let's see how, how consistent this is. Uh, El, uh, um, Ellis Harris, January 12, 2020, senior correspondent with Crux. Let's see. Rome, Pope Francis baptizing more than 30 babies inside the Vatican Sunday and issued a clear defense of infant baptism, saying it gives children the grace and assistance to grow in the faith as they get older. Dur during a January 12th Mass for the Catholic Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, which commemorates Jesus' own baptism in the Jordan River, Francis administered the sacrament on 32 infants, 50 of whom were girls and 17 were boys. In his homily, he told parents that to baptize a child is an act of justice because through baptism, we give them the treasure. In baptism, we give them a pledge. The Holy Spirit, the child leaves with the strength of the Holy Spirit inside, the spirit which will defend them, help them throughout their whole lives. This is why it is so important to baptize them as children, he said, because they will grow with the strength of the Holy Spirit. Though debated among Christian de uh, denominations, historians believe that infant baptism dates back as early as the first and third century. In modern Christianity, the bulk of denominations practice infant baptism, including Roman Catholicism. In the Eastern Orthodox, Anglicans, Lutherans, Methodists, Episcopalians, Presbyterians, and the Assyrian Church of the East, as well as the 20, 23 Eastern Catholic Churches in full communion with Rome. However, there has been some resistance to the practice since the Protestant Reformation, with a number of denominations opting for adult baptism or believers' baptism instead, including Baptists, Pentecostalists, Seventh-day Adventists, Jehovah Witnesses, and the Church of Latter-day Saints. Critics of infant baptism often argue against it on grounds that there is no scriptural basis for it. And that it is such a young, uh, that at such a young age, the person is incapable of belief in the faith they are baptized into. Some also argue that the practice, while it has become traditional in many churches, is no longer necessary given that infant mortality rates are not nearly as high as they were in the early Christian centuries. In his brief homily, which lasted less than five minutes, Francis told parents that his primary message was the importance of getting their children baptized because you, are, because you bring your children today so that they will have the Holy Spirit inside. He argued them 
he, he urged them to take charge of their children's growth in the faith, ensuring that they grow with light, with the strength of the Holy Spirit through catechism, help, instruction, any examples you give them at home. He has in the past, uh, he as he has as he has in the past, he also urged parents not to be afraid to attend their children, to to attend to their children, be, and if they become fussy or upset during mass, they are not used to being closed in a space. That's also a, I'm sorry, they are not used to being closed in a space that is also a bit, bit hot. They're not used to being dressed like this for special occasions, he said, telling parents not to be anxious if their children cries or whines, but to make them feel comfortable and to nurse them if needed. It is beautiful preaching when a child cries, and it is a beautiful preaching when a child cries in church, he said, and urged parents not to forget that you carry the Holy Spirit inside your children. Francis' Mass for the Baptism of the Lord marks the end of his busy holiday marathon of Masses, speeches, and liturgies, official, officially closing Christmas season. As a liturgical footnote given to the design of the Sistine Chapel, the Baptism Mass is generally the, the lone occasion each year when the Pope celebrates ad orientum towards the east, meaning with the priest facing the altar rather than the congregation. It is the styles associated with the older Latin Mass prior to the Second Vatican Council in the mid-1960s. All right, that ends it. So I think there's consistency there. I think that was very good. Um, I like the fact that he, you know, you know, comforted the parents if the child gets fussy in church and cries. And I think we all need to get used to it. I think it's a good sign. It's a good sign of life. I mean, I often, yes, I understand it gets, you want to hear what's going on and the child cries and everything. But, you know, that's, I mean, think about it. And I think also it's silly, this argument, whether infant baptism, if in the Old Testament there was circumcision and there were other ceremonies and traditions, which I'm sure existed in the Old Testament in the time of Jesus. I think this whole thing about adult, about them knowing and understanding is kind of silly. But this was consistent. And I think this was a good article. I'm glad I picked this one. So these are three articles we went through. And I think we can say there's consistency in it. Um, there's no contradiction. All right. Uh, I'm a little surprised about the fact that the Pope does face East uh, at, at a particular time of the year, which is modeled after the old Latin Mass. He faces East for the uh, for the um, for the uh, the liturgy, the Latin Rite liturgy, which is kind of cool. But I'm glad we read this article. So next time, I'm going to try to see if I can do a little bit more on baptism. Uh, a lot. I'm trying to catch up with all the stuff that's going on. But please remember to subscribe, share. And also pray the rosary, read your scriptures, read the gospels, start with the gospel of Mark. I'm actually doing the gospel of Mark and I'm hoping to do a little commentary on the gospel of Mark. Read the gospel of Mark and pray the rosary, guys. And please, let's pray that things get better. Also that uh, things improve and, uh, you know, uh, that uh, there's actually stability in our land. And, uh, you know, we, we really, I mean, I think the the radicals, are really trying very hard to uh, demoralize the country. And I think that's bad. So anyway, God bless. And uh, I'll 
try to put another podcast during the middle of the week. And uh, so stay safe. God bless you.